That's called a bird beach. And there's really nothing to worry about unless your pet worm hasn't come home yet. Look at that smile. Gas. Ah, one of the great whites. Chateau Moo, 51. How's our itty bitty little tent mate here? Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Gentlemen. Today we're discussing season 8, episode 15. Yes, sir, that's my baby. It's the 188th episode overall, directed by the one and only Alan Alda. Written by Jim Mulligan, originally aired on December 31st, 1979, and the production code is S617. Hey, it's your turn, honey. I need to sleep some more. Hawk? Hawk? Hawkeye, wake up. What? What is it? You hear that? That's called a bird, Beach. And there's really nothing to worry about unless your pet worm hasn't come home yet. You dimwits. I do not know whose ill-mannered infant that is, but if I go out there and silence the din, will that ring down the curtain on this sunrise vaudeville routine? Easy? No, no, no. That's all right. Uh-huh. Gentlemen, uh-huh. at the risk of making an irresponsible accusation, I may have located the source of the crying. All right, that does it. Somebody call Selective Service and tell them this time they've gone too far. Oops, yeah. Oops. Uh, hello. Hi there. The plot thickens. Something tells me that's not a set of operating instructions. This is my baby. She is... Good baby. Good baby. Strong, Strong, beautiful. Father American GI. Gone now. Baby Baby American American 2. Please... Doctors. Doctors, care for her. I... I cannot. I cannot. But I love her. And the plot summary for this episode, when the 4077 staff find an abandoned Ameri-Asian baby, their efforts to help her prove a frustrating struggle. Be careful with her, Pierce. That's not a bag of laundry. I know what I'm doing. She loves me. Look at that smile. Gas. Gas my foot. How come it wasn't gas when she smiled at you? I don't know, Hawk. Some people inspire love. Some people inspire gas. Move it over. Gangway, the milkman cometh. Cometh right here, milkman. Here you go. Uh. Clinger, this thing looks ridiculous. Ridiculous is in the eye of the beholder, Major. Give the lad his due. This bears a striking resemblance to the business end of a Guernsey. (laughs) Works like one, too. Precisely. I'm no fool. Here, Pierce. Give a little squirt to the little squirt. Ah, one of the great whites. Chateau Mou, 51. That's a good girl. 
It always amazes me how a baby can take an otherwise normal adult and turn him into a babbling idiot. Uh -huh. How's our itty bitty little tent mate here? Amen. I've talked to everyone in camp, which, by the way, is a first for me. And no one saw or heard a thing, a fact confirmed by our ever-vigilant sentries and their seeing-eye dogs. Here's as soon as the little tyke finishes breakfast and uh, any other necessities, she ought to have a physical. Excellent idea, Colonel. Then I shall take over. Since when is she your patient? Hanukkah, my expertise is not merely limited to brilliant surgery. I happen to be one of the finest pediatricians extant. Poop on your extant. I've got a kid of my own. I know where all the parts are. Poop on both of you. It's feeders keepers. I am about to make a Solomon-like decision. I'll cut Winchester in half, ignore you two, and do it myself. Ah, there. Now that's gas. <laughs> and for our guest stars, we have Howard Platt. He played Major Ted Spector. Howard Thomas Platt was born June 5, 1938, as an American stage and television actor, singer, and director, best known for his role as Officer Hopkins on the TV series Sanford and Son. And William Bogart played Roger Prescott, known for his semi-regular role of Brandon Brindle on Small Wonder from 1985 to 1989. He also portrayed Kent Wallace, the host of Chappell's show's Frontline Spoofs. Uh, in 1964, he appeared on stage in a touring production of A Man for All Seasons. And then we have Elizabeth Farley. She played Louise Harper, known for Audrey Rose from 77, American Playhouse in 81, and The Edge of Night in 56. And Yuki Shimoda plays Chung Ho Kim, uh, best known for his starring role as Ko Watatsuki in the NBC movie of the week Farewell to Manzanar in 1976. I like how I got that one. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we have Kelly Nagahara returning as Kelly Yamato. Any word about who she is or where she's from? Nary a clue. Captain Honeycutt and Major Winchester are checking the local villages. I think they're whistling up a rope. Her mother's too cagey, slipping in and out with nobody seeing her. Didn't even leave us the child's name. Why don't we keep her till she's old enough to talk, then she can tell us herself. You know, we should name her something. That's a good idea. She's mysterious, like the shifting sand. Let's call her Scheherazade. Seems a tad exotic. Let's keep working on it. In the meantime, we've got to find a place for the little lady to bunk. She'll stay in my tent. No fair, Margaret. Who put you in charge of guest accommodation? Oh, Pierce. Look around. This place is warm. It's pleasant. It's a home. That gutter urine is a festival of old sneakers, dirty laundry, and yesterday's booze. That's what makes it perfect. She can't mess it up. I understand the stork dropped off a package while I was gone. Good morning, Padre. This little lady seems to be alone in the world. You think the good sisters at the orphanage can help out? Oh, I'm sure they can, Colonel. The first rule of orphanages and Irish families is there's always room for one more. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Meds? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I gave this 8 out of 10. I, I think I was being slightly generous, but then again, I, I do enjoy it. There's, there's something about these next episodes that we're going to be talking about that uh, I seem to recognise them really well. I don't know whether they're always played, but... Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure, but I, I do like it. I like I like the way both Charles, BJ, and Hawkeye just totally appear to be natural fathers. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, um, Mike Fowl and uh, Alan Alder have had children, and David Ogdenstiles, uh, well, as far as I know, didn't. Yeah. Um, but either way, they all come across as as, as re looking after the baby really well. The same with Margaret, the same with Klinger, and the same with uh, Father Mulcahy. They all kind of like 
have this wonderful thing. Now, this can't have been a, a, a one-off occasion. I'm sure this must have happened quite a few times in, in real life uh, of MASH things. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's quite nice. There's not a lot, actually, that happens in this episode. I, there's one bit that I always really quite like, and that's the fact, if you notice when uh, Hawkeye's holding the baby, the baby's actually poking its finger up Alan Alder's nose. Yes, I love that. <laughs> at the very end, that scene where they're saying goodbye to her. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, so cute. It's so funny. It's so cute, Daisy. It really is. Yeah. And I, I love, of course, Hawkeye's end speech about uh, part of who's going home uh, oh, with every one of us yeah. kind of thing. And it's, it is really nice. I say, not, not, not an awful lot happens in this. Yeah, the, the usual thing about the, the bureaucracy of, of um, you know, the, the, the paperwork to do with uh, having to deal with this kind of situation. Yeah. But, of course, that's all summed up really quite extremely well by the Korean ambassador who who turns around and literally gives them all a bit of home truths about yes, it, you know? yes. I, I love I thought that was actually love that yeah I have a yeah. huge note for that yes yeah it is yeah. it's so, exactly no, I, I think it's great yeah. yeah no I I totally agree with you I actually gave it an eight and a half oh right okay mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like you said not a lot happens but so much happens it's such an important episode of MASH just to deal with that whole situation of you know mixed babies which yeah. have you know there's hundreds if not thousands of them uh at every war that you know that the u.s and not just the u.s like they oh, said no, you know everybody men are going to be men and they're going to have babies with the native women but yeah i mean it's just it really opened my eyes to how they're treated i didn't realize mm. how poorly you know at the time Korean society treated mixed children, that yeah. they were shunned and killed and mutilated. And, you know, it's just horrific. And, you know, the fact that this team, they try and try so hard to get this little girl to the United States. And they wind up going with the lesser of two evils, which is yeah. giving her to the monks. You know, she also, she'll grow up alone for 15 years and then hopefully her make her way to the U.S. at some point. But it's the better life to the alternative, which is being killed, obviously. Yeah. But still, it's 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 so gut wrenching. The end of this episode It's so sad because you really hope they're going to do something. I think there's 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 part of me a little bit with the end of this episode, and this is not a major criticism or anything like that. Part of me thinks that it would have been more moving if it was just actually Father Mulcahy doing it because. That's mm. kind of what he does. His thing is the orphanages. He looks after the kids and he looks after people who need help. And I think it would have been because otherwise we've got that scenario again where you've got the two head doctors mm-hmm. <laughs> coming oh. out of the. You know, oh, I know. Uh, I I, I, I made a note of it. Yes, I'm like you yeah. got the you got all three doctors because Winchester yeah. was with them, Hawkeye and BJ and the priest all driving away. I'm like, yeah. there you go. There's the hospital right there is you know leaving. Uh, I mean, I know why they did it for story reasons, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I just don't think logically that would be the smartest thing to do. Yeah, and I, I just think it would have been really nice for William Christopher to have had a maybe a bit of a poignant role at the end of, of that. Yes, you know, saying something. Uh, His know, speech, yeah. If he would have had Hawkeye's speech, that would have mm. been nice at the end, and yeah. just him and the girl, you know, and him putting her in and then ringing the bell and then walking away, and that's how the episode ended. Yeah, yeah, but you know. I really enjoyed this episode. I really, I thought it was funny when Klinger was teaching all the ladies how to swaddle the baby. Mm. <laughs> uh, that was that was a cute scene. I, I, I'm with you. I love the fact that the Korean diplomat called out America for not, yeah. you know, he's like, you know, England and France and Germany, they all take care of their of their children. 
U.S. is the only one that doesn't do it. Yeah. And I just thought, and it's, I mean, it's true. It's sad, but true. And I just like, especially, you know, this was in the 70s when this came out. So you can imagine this was, you know, obviously this is over, overtures of the Vietnam War. Yeah. And that's what they're talking about, you know, half Vietnamese babies and half American babies. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I think this is, you're right there, but I mean, uh, I think the Vietnam War finished right about, was it 74, 75, something like that? Yeah. Uh, and we're now in 79, but it, 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 it's, it's still at that point in 1979 that it was, you know, more truths were coming, about, coming out about the Vietnam War. Yeah. And, you know, that whole scenario of, um, you know, I think I'm watching a, a documentary on Netflix at the moment about uh, the Vietnam War. It's a, it's a wonderful documentary, and they say, you know, there is a thing about oh, you know, America is a great America is a great country, and that's the everyone believes that, and, mm-hmm. and they call it out on this documentary. And this is almost about the same where there's nothing wrong with patriotism, and there's nothing wrong with believing your country's great, but you have to look at the realism of things as well. Yeah, you know? and that's every, yeah. that's not just America, obviously. That's that's every country. Britain every country, is, is just as just as just the same. There's, yeah. there's no question about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and and I think this is the kind of thing that it's it's the way writers get away with doing it. They can sneak these things in and say, look, you know, it's your favorite program, but let's just have a look at ourselves. Yes. You know? And that's what I think MASH does so well is that there's mm. still comedy. It was still cute. It was amazing watching, like you said, all of the, the, the people of the camp just fell in love with this little girl. And they all instantly yeah. bonded with her. And they all had this chemistry with her. And they're all so caring and loving. And, you know, in the middle of all this death and fighting and blood and you get this mm. beautiful little moment for, you know, the people who are at, in this smash unit. And it's just so well played. Um, I love the fact that, you know, you know, BJ goes to the first meeting and then Potter at the second meeting and then Winchester goes and Winchester's supposed to be the, <laughs> you know, the, the strong one, the smart one, sophisticated, and he winds up going crazy the most. Yeah. I have friends of considerable influence. Gentlemen. Congressman. You are wasting my time. Senators. Please believe me. This is departmental policy. Cabinet members. There can be no immigration under the circumstances you've set forth. Captains of industry. Good day. There's nothing good about it, Mr. Prescott. We are discussing a little girl. A human being who is facing a life of misery, an issue infinitely more important than you and your stupid seating arrangement. Charles. Shut up, Pierce. Mr. Prescott is in conference. Let them eat out. How dare you? You smarmy bureaucratic microbe. You're going to that dinner breathing through your fly. <laughs> Run for your life, Prescott. It's a wild boar. That was hilarious. And I also noticed at the very end of this when the music played out, it was a much more melodic version of the theme song. Yeah, I think we've had that before in a yeah. few same scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why, but it was just very prominent for me at the end because it was normally it ramps up and you know they do their their tag or their sting at the end, and this one was a nice mellow version of it, which was appropriate for the scene. But mm. overall, yeah, I mean, I really, I really, I I almost gave it a nine, but I was like, I don't know if I can go that. It's it's just I think the topic is really well done. It was well acted. It just was a like you said it wasn't much of an episode. There's this is no. the entire story was this. There was no B story. No. Which make, which makes a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, definitely definitely a really good episode in my opinion. I really liked mm. it. Is this child of mixed parents? All we know is that there was one of each. Is that mixed enough? Her father's an American and her mother's Korean. And I was afraid of that. What's what? the problem? We want to get her into an orphanage, not a country club. Well, the orphanage will take her, of course, but that won't help her much. 
Problems faced by the children of American soldiers and Korean women are very serious. When the people of the villages find out about them, the lives of the children and mothers become a horror. They're outcasts. Little boys have been emasculated. And little girls killed outright. My God. Even in the orphanage, the other Korean children will be very cruel to her. And when she grows up, she'll be ostracized by every segment of Korean society. This child has no future here, none at all. She'll end up a virtual slave, or worse. There must be somebody who can help this kid. I'm afraid not. Her only hope, and, and that's slim at best, would be sanctuary in one of the old Catholic missions. We'll take it. Slim is better than none. What do we do? Where are these places? Well, there's one not too far off. Armies for centuries have fought around it, left it untouched. The monks will keep her cloistered, educate her, and in 15 or 20 years, working with their other monasteries abroad, perhaps they can get her out of Korea. With all due respect, Father, that doesn't sound like much of a life. It isn't, but it's the best we can do. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, so you gave it eight and a half. I gave it eight, and uh, now IMDb gave the rating of seven point seven, so a little bit closer to mine uh, than yours on that one. But I suppose I kind of can see that actually more than anything. But uh, really, yeah. see, I was really, I was, I thought it would have been higher. I'm like, God, I th maybe uh, that's just me. I just, re I really like the episode, so I thought I would at least get an eight, eight something. Mm. For this yeah, but you're, you know, you're soft in that way. As, and you are one, correct. Yep. Yeah, as one yes. of our listeners uh, recently pointed out on our Facebook page, uh, how, how, how predictable it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like how they say that your your what your ten is like a twelve. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, yeah, there's, a, there's a spinal tap moment there. Isn't there? It, goes, it goes up to twelve. That's awesome. Look, could we just get back to the baby? Fine, gentlemen. Why not just accept the facts? There is nothing the Red Cross can do. Our areas of responsibility are, are very, very specific. specific. We know that, Miss Harper. You folks do a barrel of good for GIs, refugees. God knows we appreciate the blood you send us. Our patients can't get enough of it. But why stop there? Why don't you do something about the Amerasian babies? There are more of them every day. It's out of our hands. We have enough trouble dealing with what we're responsible for. And while I agree that this is serious... Oh, terrific. A kid's entire life is at stake, and you agree it's serious. Sarcasm isn't going to help, Captain. Then maybe we better leave, Hawk. All I got left is sarcasm. Me too. See ya. Thanks for the use of the hall. Look, Captain, I think what you're trying to do is admirable. Naive, but admirable. And I'd like to help, but there is nothing the Red Cross can do. Then who do we talk to? I recommend your next step be the army. Oh, great. The army and I are just like this. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I think I have the first one here. Yeah. Hawkeye credits Sergeant Zell with constructing the baby cradle out of the oil drum. Johnny Hamner, who played Sergeant Zell's final episode, was earlier this season in Goodbye Radar Part 1. So it was yeah. kind of cool that they're just kind of still mentioning the character even though he's not around anymore. No, because uh, what's his name there now, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, the man from Police Academy. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. G.W. Bailey. But yeah, G.W. Bailey, yeah. yeah. Oh, a wonderful actor. I love him. Um, now, the title is based on the song Yes Sir, That's My Baby by Walter Donaldson and Gus Kahn. <laughs> when talking of going to the U.S. consulate, Colonel Potter says this calls for sophistication. 
for the kind of person who speaks fluent Hui Pului. Well, Hui Pului actually means the common people and is generally understood to mean the opposite of sophistication. <laughs> so. Nice, I like it. <laughs> Uh, Major Spectre uses the word Roger to mean correct. However, in radio communications, it means I have received all of your last transmission. And in casual use, it means I understand. No, right, okay. There you go. You can see I was desperate for uh, behind the scenes. I'd like that. (laughs) All right, I have the fun fact here. Here's a quirky little piece of trivia you may not know. Remember Radar's beloved teddy bear? Of course, we all do. Well, so did the writers of the children's show Sesame Street, who decided to give Big Bird a teddy bear for his own. The cuddly toy just happened to be called Radar, thanks to the puppeteer Carol Spinning being a huge MASH fan. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Nice so Big, Bir- Big Bird has a teddy bear named Radar. That's very cute. Yeah. Uh, just a minute. I'll be right in. I'm terribly sorry. Busy, busy day. Why these people cannot take care of some of these matters themselves, I fail to understand. If he tries to leave the room one more time, he's going to be a diplomatic corpse. Now, you see, Piers, this is precisely the reason that I am needed here. Your pugnacious attitude will accomplish nothing. Oh, but it'll make me feel so good. Look, you're clearly out of your element here. This is a time for civility and graciousness. There is no room for rancor. How about just one bolo punch? Look, if you wish to accomplish our objective, you will leave this to me. I'm well-versed in the art of verbal thrust and parry, give and take. Kick and gouge. Sit there, keep your mouth shut. I will orchestrate these proceedings to a successful... Well, so much for that. Delightful of you to drop in on us again. Can you imagine those cretins were actually going to seat the deputy charge d'affaires next to a sumo wrestler? Oh, oh, oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes, these are trying times, yes, indeed. They, they take one's are. attention away from the important issues at hand. For example, the disposition of the unfortunate child we were discussing. Yes, the yes. child. The one we want to send to the States, that child. <clears throat> yes. Well, <laughs> the answer is no. No. Just like that? No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Prescott, surely you will agree that this is a decision that should not be made in haste. There must be some discussion. Actually, none whatsoever. We cannot admit an unattended juvenile with no resident relatives to the States. But, and no application for such admission can be processed without authority from a blood relative in the child's country of origin. Now, see, Look, yes, Prescott, I... this unattended juvenile you're so blithely dismissing could conceivably be murdered in the name of racial purity. You got space on your application for that? Yes, I'm handling this, member. There is nothing to handle. The Immigration and Naturalization Service, by statute, has strict quota restrictions. My hands are tied. Now, there's an idea. Yeah, just a moment. Uh, Mr. Prescott, there are always alternatives. Not in this case, Major. Okay, so I've got trivia time. So last episode's question was how many episodes displayed the title at the beginning of the episode? Now, it's quite a hard one, that is. Now, the answer is only one, and that is Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. The series finale showed the title at the beginning of the episode. It's interesting. It is, yeah. I didn't, yeah, because it's when, when you go to watch these things on DVD and you put them on, if you're not concentrating... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you don't pay attention to the title. No. Uh, so this podcast's question. Now, MASH made viewers across America laugh, reflect, and cry about the Korean War for 11 seasons. How long did the actual Korean War last? Answers on a uh, inflatable balloon to Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just email me at mash4077podcasts at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, which is less creative. <laughs> We'd best be off. 
I hope we're doing the right thing, Father. I'm not too crazy about a monastery that you have to visit in the dead of night. Major, it has to be done this way to preserve their secrecy. You better get going. It's a long ride. So long, honey. Take good care of yourself. I'm gonna miss you. We all are. Bye now, little one. For somebody who passed through so fast, you sure turned this place upside down. Thanks. Okay, Beach. Let's go. And don't hurry. Here it is. The revolving cradle, just like I told you. Why can't we just use the front door like ordinary people? The monks want no contact with anyone. The child must be left in complete secrecy or shall not be accepted. It's a tradition that goes back many generations. Okay, let's just do it. This is the final irony. I feel like we're making a bank deposit. Well? 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 Well. Goodbye, small one. So long, Angel. Thanks for coming by. Go in peace, my child. Nomine patris et fili et spiritus sancti. You brought a little light to a dark and dismal place. And you'll never know what you've meant to a bunch of tired people stuck in a very strange time. Be happy. MASH 4077 Podcast is all over social media. If you'd like to email us, you can do so by sending your emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at mash4077podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at geekyfanboy. And you can find meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook group. You can search mash4077podcast. And if you want to read our show notes or get more information about the podcast, you can do so on our main website, which is at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash geekyfanboy. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for the episode. I think we both really enjoyed this one. It's a very poignant episode. And I love yeah. that MASH can do these kind of episodes. Be poignant, yet still funny at the same time. Very, very cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Suction, Thank you. Ten more sponges, Doctor. Thank you. Retract that, please. Okay. I got it. It's funny. All we do here is fight pain and death, and suddenly we had a small life. Well, I don't care where she is. A little piece of her is going to go home with each one of us. Sponge. Hello, Mom.
Smash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, the Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Uh, when talking... When talking... Oh my gosh. I'm a... <clears throat> So this question, uh, this uh, week's, uh, well, weeks, uh, that's not right. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 